to another episode of Marketing Management and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Murray. And I'm your host, Ryan Owens. So um, we've been at this a little while. Uh, appreciate everyone who has been subscribing, tuning in. Uh, Absolutely. Getting a little bit of a following. It's been fun. It's It's been a lot of fun. And uh, we just want to throw it out that, you know, we pick a lot of topics that are near and dear to our hearts. Sure. <laughs> you know, based on a lot of the experience that we've had working with businesses. But by all means, we're open to topics that you guys have. Anything that is uh, of interest to you. You can connect with us on our website, marketingmanagementandmoney.com, and go ahead and reach out to us that way. Uh, you can find us at ryan at marketingmanagementandmoney.com. It'll go to both of us. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find us at Twitter at MMMSmallBiz. So if you have anything that you'd like us to cover in one of our upcoming episodes, feel free to reach out and let us know. But today's topic is going to be one that is... I don't know if it's uh, you know good, bad, or indifferent. I, I think it's I think it's just different. It, it's it's a different approach of doing business, right. and that is the lifestyle business owner. Right. So a lot of times I think that there's so much emphasis, especially in our Western culture, there's so much emphasis put on the dollar, right, making money, yeah. and yeah. as well as the success, right. Uh, I feel like a lot of times in in Eastern cultures, there's a lot of emphasis put on success and prestigiousness. You know, prestigiousness, Pre- prestige. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that one. Prestige. Okay. prestige. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. What if there's a different way? What if there's something else to value or of value? Maybe that's not right for everyone, but for some people. I think there's a big question floating out here, and right. that is, why are you doing this? Exactly. And, and 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 that's, you know, like every single entrepreneur should be asking themselves this question of, why am I doing this? Am, am I doing this because I'm, you know, trying to be the next big thing and have all the fame and glory and everything that, uh, you know, comes with being that successful business owner and right. doing this to provide a better life for my family to, you know, make sure that my kids, uh, have, you know, there's, uh, there's a really interesting, uh, study that was done. Uh, it's a book. It's a little bit old at this point, the millionaire next door. Yeah. And in that book, they talk about that there's this uh, there's this tendency for entrepreneurs to not want their kids to be entrepreneurs. They want their mm-hmm. kids to go into professions like law or medicine or you know right. some of these other that are prestigious professions, but not the typical business owner. So yeah. you know, are, are you doing your business because you want your kids to have a better life, or you know, I, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. And, and again, I think that for those who choose a little bit different path other than money or other than success, it's, it becomes more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intrinsic. Okay. Yes. Okay. So So there's something inside value driven, morals driven. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like if if I had stumbled across something that was just beautiful, right? Like perfect, you step into like, oh, well, that's a great product. And mm-hmm. 
I can sell that. That's easy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if I had that opportunity, I feel like I would definitely be that type of entrepreneur. I'd be a, a lifestyle type of an entrepreneur where it's like you can make that work and you can make a living at that. And it's a matter of getting your cash flow where it needs to be and then working on different efficiencies and things like that a little bit here and there and keeping some things in check. Mm-hmm. But ultimately at that point it becomes, Hey, you're, you're making the money that you need. And then all of a sudden you, you move on to all the other stuff that you want to do. Right. Right. Uh, everybody talks about, you know, I'm going to become rich and famous so I can just do whatever. Right. Well, you don't have to be rich and famous to do that. You could just have this lifestyle business. And for a lot of people, well, there are two things. I think that there are a lot of people that, that strive for that and get wrapped up in that. And whether they have a hard time reaching that or, or they just naturally fall into it, that's still like, um, the drive, right? That's really important for them. But then there's also this, this, this other kind of a pull Mm -hmm. where, you get into that type of a business or you're shooting for that type of a business. And it's really, really easy for a lot of people to get sucked into the, well, I got to make more money. Well, I got to be a bigger company. Well, I got to grow more or do more or be faster or be better, you know? Right. And, and I think that we should kind of point out that, we're not advocating that one is right and one is wrong and one is superior and there's there's a better way to go. We're really saying, let's explore this. Let's figure out what's right for you because mm-hmm. some people, they love that success. Like, oh, I, yeah. I know a lot of entrepreneurs that, you know, they could retire today. In fact, I've got this, uh, this friend who he owns his own business. Okay. And um, he's under 40. And literally, if he wanted to, he could retire today and maintain his lifestyle. It's not an extravagant lifestyle. Yeah. But he could maintain his lifestyle and, and do that early retirement. But that's not interesting to him. And oh, so, yeah. right. you know, he, he kind of pushes and, and he's got that drive and he wants to, you know, really try and make something big happen, leave a legacy is, is mm-hmm. a pretty, you know, common concept. And, yeah. you know, and so, so there's not one that's right, one that's wrong, but I think we need to explore what are the, what are the benefits, you know, what are, what, what are the pros and cons of, of each, you know, if I choose to be a lifestyle entrepreneur, if I choose to be a success driven entrepreneur, you know, what are the pros and cons of each? Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at is like, you you can get pulled one way or the other. I guess really no matter where you go, whether you're shooting for a lifestyle type of entrepreneurship or a success driven you know entrepreneurship. Can 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 I back us up for just a sure. second? We probably should define what we mean when we're saying lifestyle entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, you're probably right. So, so I feel like a lifestyle entrepreneur is someone who can create some sort of uh, income from entrepreneurial entrepreneurial avenues mm-hmm. that supports whatever lifestyle that they they feel they need or they want, and that's only to mm, to maintain 
the the financial aspect of it and allow them the time and freedom and space to be able to do other things, to well, spend time with family or to support hobbies or yeah, support hobbies to activities. Yeah. To take up other ventures, you know, you, you'll, um, you'll see a lot of these guys who guys and girls, you know, I'm just using that kind of as a generic term, but uh, you'll see a lot of these guys who they will have a business that, the only reason they're doing is to support something that doesn't make money. You know, maybe they're into yeah. amateur competition uh-huh. and you'll see that a lot where it's like, Oh, well, you know, I started my own business because I couldn't work a nine to five job because I want to travel around the country, you know, racing or cycling or, you know, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. whatever they're into. And so they'll pick this this business where they can do it via a, a computer from you know the from anywhere with from, internet yeah from the shuttle buses they're waiting for yeah. their team to yeah. you know finish that last leg and you know and so that's what we mean when we say lifestyle it's it's not nine to five a lot of times it's under forty hours a week yeah well that's the goal right and and I feel like that's part of the definition is you want to trim this down time wise. So that you can pursue whatever else. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if that's that's just sitting on the beach sipping margaritas. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's I, the lifestyle they're shooting for. And they want to do that for 90 hours a week. They're only going to want to work for like 10, you know? So so I had this lady that uh, I worked with and uh, she was doing eyelash extensions. And she got in at ground level. Like right when these things were really starting, I mean, now everyone is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not all that crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, it is all that crazy, but there's a lot of people that do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So at the time that she was doing it, there weren't too many practitioners in the field and her business that she created was actually training other businesses on how to do these eyelash extensions. Mm-hmm. And it was so interesting because when I first started consulting with her, I immediately, and this, this was when, you know, I had only been doing business consulting for uh, about two years at the time. And so I was sure. still a little bit new yeah. and I immediately went into the success like, Oh, Hey, we could grow this business. We could really make something happen. And it just wasn't working, you know, like everything that I would say, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to focus on. She, she wasn't biting like this just wasn't didn't resonate with yeah, her. It didn't resonate with her. And I, it finally came out that what she loved most was she got to travel like crazy mm. to do all of yeah. these trainings. And so she's all over the United States. Uh, I don't know if she did much international, but I know that she was all over the United States and really for her, her business was a vehicle to make all of her travel just be, you know, a business expense. Mm-hmm. And she loved it. Oh, yeah. Know? She absolutely loved it. But it created a lot of frustration in the business because the company was always kind of this jumbled mess in terms of like, you know, the financials and the employees, because yeah. everyone's like, Where's the owner? Oh, well, she's she's out traveling again. She's on to the next, you know, training show because she wanted to be on the beach in January, not here where it's freezing cold. Yeah. Well, and that's you bring up a really good point that I think would be interesting to dive into. I'd love to get your kind of take on it. Okay. Is that so and I and I've seen this happen as well. You have this entrepreneur that 
is pursuing this lifestyle type of a business and they get into it. And again, the the goal a lot of times is to trim down the amount of hours you're spending in it. Mm -hmm. So I've seen where it's easy for entrepreneurs of this type to shrug things off or let things go by the wayside Oh yeah, so that they can do what they really want to do because it's like, geez, you want me to do accounting or I'm going to go <laughs> hang out in Chicago or I'm going to go to Long Beach or I'm going to go to Manhattan or I'm going to go to Tampa. You know, that's exactly what know? this lady was doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, so how as solo entrepreneurs, what advice would you give to kind of have your cake and eat it too, so to speak, okay. to, to, you know, get your hands in both buckets? So, so it's interesting that you ask that question with the solopreneur. Um, I find that solopreneurs tend to be more the ones that are doing the lifestyle business because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's me and my show is, is sort of the concept, but it's not independent. I mean, I've seen people that, you know, they've got a dozen employees and they still want to run a lifestyle business. Right. Usually drives the employees crazy. Yeah. Because most employees aren't down with the boss being, you know, mm-hmm. just living the dream. Now, here's the big thing. And this is where I've seen businesses go awry. And that is you've got to time a lifestyle business correctly. You can't start. uh, Okay, let me back up for just a second. Most entrepreneurs on the onset don't consciously determine whether they're going to start a growth business or whether they're going to start a lifestyle business. Okay. Now, most entrepreneurs at a subconscious level will gravitate to one or the other, they're either you know highly yeah. driven, they want the success, or they're like, ah, I just do this because it's fun, right? Mm-hmm. So, but they don't make the conscious effort. So that's the first thing that I would recommend for our listeners out there is to say, step back and decide whether you want a lifestyle business or whether you want a growth business. Don't do both. That that's where some of the problems yeah. come in. Well. It, it, I think it's okay if you change your mind along the way, right? Say you're doing something for 10, 20 years, and then you decide, okay, I, I'm, I've i had enough success. I'm going to shift role. I'm, I'm either going to change the business that I'm in, you know, sell this one off and move into something else, or I'm going to throttle this back so that it does become something a little more lifestyle oriented. I think it's totally okay to change your mind, you know, at a time like that. But what I think you're getting to is like, don't switch your mind after 18 months. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what I mean by timing. Yeah. And, you know, I I love how you put it as kind of this mindset of whether the owner is going to switch their mind and, you know, change their mind. Yeah. What I see that's detrimental is when I might want a lifestyle business. Okay. But it's, I don't have the momentum yeah, is required. A lifestyle business has to have a certain amount of momentum. Yeah, you have to achieve some level of success mm-hmm. in order to. 
and that level of success has to be enough that it keeps moving forward right. without you constantly pushing it forward. Mm-hmm. Self-perpetuating. To an extent. Sure. You know, I mean, eventually everything's going to fizzle and die if yeah. you ignore right. your business. Right. But there are a lot of businesses that really don't require a ton of work. And so the idea here is to say, if I want a lifestyle business, I've got to get the momentum before I start enjoying the lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I've seen that. I've seen that a few different times where I've seen, oh my gosh, I've seen businesses get into so much hot water Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh baby, we're making money. We're going to go buy brand new trucks for the whole team and we're going to buy brand new equipment, whether that's computers or, or whatever, right? So, and then they're like, oh, wait, so I don't get to spend top line sales? <laughs> nope. <Right>. No, you don't. <laughs> Sorry, bud. You don't have enough momentum. Oh, my goodness. So a, a colleague of mine who um, we actually got into business consulting together, uh, he, he started doing some consulting a couple of years after I did, and we've collaborated over the years. Okay. So... Um, he ended up taking a uh, you know taking a, a, an ownership position with a company and you know they they told him they're like look we need someone with your skill set who can really help us we've got a lot of growth opportunity but we don't know how to manage it and so you know he was excited and he comes on board and okay. it it was it was a nightmare he he ended up getting out of that quote unquote opportunity because <laughs> it was so poorly managed. But one of the things, so the the principal owner, he went and bought himself a boat out of the company. I'm not making any of this up. Like, you know, so out of the company dollars, he goes into the company funds, buys a boat. Two weeks later can't make payroll. What? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, dude, I get that you want to be that guy who, oh, sure. yeah, you know, I just I just bought a boat. Yeah, but, I don't know my own business. Yeah, but you're not there yet. Like, sure. Like, you, you got to put into the company first. Right. And so that's what, when I'm talking about timing of. <laughs> well, and, and we're clearly approaching this with our own bias of, like, you should treat your people well. If you have people, you need to take care of them. You got to meet payroll, things like that. Sure. I, I guess technically there are he other had ideas, a boat, and so right? maybe, maybe he was fine. Yeah. I mean, there are different ways to approach this, but really the, the idea is whatever type of uh, business you're after, you know, especially if that's a lifestyle business, you've got to get that to a point where you can effectively do what you want to do. I mean, because if this guy just wanted a boat – and before he had even made his first, like, he, so say he himself had a, a quote unquote opportunity, right? right? Right. Before he even really hit that first opportunity, before it was followed through, he goes out and buys a boat, you know, he's in trouble. And so even with something like that, you've got to time it right. Yeah. You can't just say, well, I've got opportunity, so I'm going to kick back. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure that you're it's sustainable that it's flowing that it's doing what it needs to be able to do to support whatever lifestyle it is that you choose to pursue yeah right so 
here's an interesting thing that I, I really feel like we need to cover uh, with this topic. And that okay. is that second and third generation owners. All so, right. you know, your dad, your grandpa, your mom, they started this company mm-hmm. and you've come in and now you, you know, you get the company. It's interesting. So very few companies will survive to third generation and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to fourth generation is, it, it's chasing unicorns. Yeah, right. And a lot of that is that most of the time you'll have something where the owner, you know, the original owner, the founder, has set this up and they usually have had some sort of growth mindset but then you get to a second or third generation, and a lot of times they like the lifestyle. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, honestly. This is what I think is, you know, a, a smart approach. If you find yourself, you know, so if we have, for those listeners out there that they found themselves as a second or third generation owner, and they're trying to, you know, kind of brush up on their skill set. So they're, you know, tuning into our podcast. This is the advice that I would give. Either have a growth mindset or put someone else in charge of the company. Just, you know, get get mm-hmm. get get the, uh, you know, that that board or that management team or whatever you want and and kind of Give them the reins. Let them let them run with it, and uh, you know. And so, there's nothing wrong with having that lifestyle mindset as a second or third generation business yeah. owner. But a lot of times, what will happen is, you know, they'll be conflicted. It's like, do right. I want lifestyle? Do I want growth? What right. What am I really going after here? Yeah. And so, I'm going to ask you a question about that. Uh, I feel like I'm interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doctor Murray, just kidding. Uh, so. I have a I have a close friend of mine who I believe they're on their third generation. Right? Okay. They might be on their fourth. Cool. But I think it's the third. Uh, I, I thought you were going to throw in might be on their fifth. I'm like, really? How long are you no, stretching no, 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 this no, no, thing no. out? <laughs> no, I think they're on their third. They might okay. be on their fourth. But what they've done is, uh, so you kind of alluded to, you'll kind of want to switch back and forth. You might want some growth, but then you're like, oh, I want the lifestyle. And you, it's, mm-hmm. You're indecisive, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I've seen that happen yeah. a lot. Um, so what they did to mitigate this, and this is what I kind of want your take on, your opinion on, mm-hmm. is they they didn't turn it completely over to a board, but they do very much treat it as business, right? Okay. So. This has been passed down from, let's say they are on their third generation. So it's been passed down from granddad to dad. And now I think that's the succession that it went. And now it's between two brothers. Okay. Uh, And these brothers, so obviously they've split shares in the company and everything, but then they've also brought uh, others in to um, ownership roles, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, And people who would have that growth mindset who aren't attached to the family who um, are very much interested in that growth mindset, right? Mm-hmm. They're not just comfortable sitting around because daddy m- put together a fat old uh, retirement fund. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you're asking a, 
big question right. here. Big enough, it's probably going to get its own episode. Okay. Because one of the things, oh, man, there's, <laughs> there's so much here. And we're getting a little bit of short, uh, short on time for this episode. So let, let me answer it in, in two parts. Okay. Okay. Part number one is what you're getting at is transitioning from the family business to uh, an actual formal business structure. And that's what deserves its its own episode because there are so many things you can do early on in a company to make it so that you don't run into serious problems with partnerships, ownership, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And so right. – so, we're going to talk about that. We're going to give it its own episode because it's got that much content to it. Yeah. But the short answer to you know what you're talking about is just clear expectations. If okay. you've got a situation where you know it sounds like they have taken the time to lay out some sort of arrangement, agreement, understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what they have. You know classified it as right but nonetheless they've taken the time to kind of lay this out and and that's really the key if if you are wanting to put some reins on how much of a lifestyle business put it down on paper and you know and and just take the time to, to spell out and say okay look this is this is what the expectation is this is what it isn't and be very clear. Communicate throughout your whole organization, throughout your whole company, because otherwise you get people that are lower in the ranks. They get very frustrated because it's too wishy-washy up at the top management level. And so yeah. that's that's kind of what I'm going to wrap up with because, you know, I, I don't want to run this one too long. But Cliffhanger. Uh, I know. I know. There's, there's some good content here. Yeah. All right. Well, we're definitely going to have to go longer with this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope this has intrigued some uh, or inspired some questions and some thought on your part. If you would like to, please reach out to us at MMMSmallBiz on Twitter or through our website, marketingmanagementmoney.com. We'll see you next week. Take care.